Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Back to more of Cover 2 with Joe Davis and Cole Bartimus on 590 The Fan. Branson, Missouri. My dad says it's like Vegas if it were run by Ned Flanders. Andy Williams! Oh, we don't need to stop here. Yes, we do! Apparently, I've been missing out on the whole Simpsons phenomenon. No, I, I, I know it's a big show, but I wasn't allowed to watch that stuff when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, like, well, I'm the oldest, so keep that in mind. Sure. So I was parented a little bit differently than my friends. When that show came out, I was in junior high, and you have no, like, you look back on it now and kind of laugh. That was one of the most controversial shows on TV. Really? Yes. Well, aside from just being, you know, some blue comedy in there and just... Okay, like, compared to other shows like Married with Children, it was way tamer. Oh, okay, Married with Children, that was bad. Those those, yes. <laughs> those Al Bundy highlights that make their way around on TikTok nowadays that I see, it's, oh my gosh. I, I watch Married with Children on Hulu all the time. Oh, it's, it's funny. It's, it still cracks me up. Uh, the Simpsons, surprisingly, still on the air. It's got to be close to 40 years or 35 years that, that they've been on the air. And a friend of mine once said this because I, I don't know of anybody who still watches The Simpsons on a regular basis. They're like that old friend in high school, like you appreciate the good times, but you've moved on. Well, have people moved on, though? Because it's It's, still on the air. It's still on the air, and there are still a few handful of diehard people who will watch The Simpsons. I'm just saying that I don't know of anybody that that I know of that used to watch The Simpsons all the time that still does. Hey, Ma, how about some cookies? That's from Bronson, Missouri, whatever episode that was, because I was trying to look up that scene that you told me about, and that's what I found. There, uh, the one I really wanted to send you, I couldn't find. Barney, who is the town drunk, is going to get sober so he can prove to his friends that he can fly a helicopter. Because they got him, as a gift, as a gag gift, free helicopter pilot lessons. Really? Yes. <laughs> so, with the help of Homer, he decides he's going to get sober. So, you see this scene where he goes, my name is Barney and I'm an alcoholic. And the guy behind the counter goes, well, I feel for you, buddy, but this is AAA. Yeah, okay. And, yeah. and uh, Homer goes, AAA, huh? Well, I'd like to plan a trip to St. Louis, please. And the guy behind the counter goes, would that be East St. Louis? And Homer goes, is there any other St. Louis? <laughs> well, if, I could, if I could find – I looked all over YouTube. I couldn't find it. But the funny thing about the Simpsons, they pick on Missouri and St. Louis quite a bit throughout I, the life of that show. Where is it uh, set? Where's the setting at? Springfield, but they never tell you what state it's in. Okay, because there are a million of those. Yes, and there oh, with was all these Missouri. Rev- I mean, if, you got Massachusetts. If, if well, yeah, you got Illinois, Massachusetts, uh, Missouri, whatever you want. Yeah, there's so many. Ohio. Yes, there's so many. There's this joke. There's a Simpsons movie, and um, Bart and Ned Flanders climb to the highest point, and they're like, "From here, you can see the four states 
that border Springfield or whatever, and there are four states that aren't anywhere near each other. It's like Oregon, Kentucky, <laughs> Florida, and New Hampshire. I like, like that creativity. Yeah, it was, it was really, yeah, it was really funny. Off. And they, they, it was, for the longest time, it was probably the smartest show on TV. That's just... It was my childhood, man. I just I was not allowed to watch those kind of shows. Well, then. the by, good news is the time that I, you're an adult now, and yeah. I think they're all the old all the episodes are on Disney Plus. Yeah, but by the time you get to high school, it's like you don't. I didn't have a great interest in that stuff. Well, all of my friends, first of all, it, my generation, it was Family Guy over The Simpsons. So if I did want to watch that style of show, it would have been Family Guy. But yeah. uh, you know, part of the reason you want to watch it is because it's inappropriate and because yes. you're not allowed to. And then by the time that you're allowed to, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not. I don't even care about all these yellow cartoons anymore. No, and I mean, like I said, the humor has changed. Obviously, since then, I still find it funny because I grew up with it. But I can still watch old episodes of Seinfeld mm-hmm. and laugh my butt off. I know people your age; they they watch Seinfeld. They're like, I don't get it. Oh, uh, actually, that is not true. We have quite a few people in my generation who that's, watch Seinfeld that's, that's because that's of great streaming. To hear. Yes, that's great to hear. Streaming has changed the game like no other. All right, we have a handful of notes to go through. Let's see. I saw that the Eagles QB sneak play is not going to be discussed for a potential rule change. Uh, we were talking about this earlier as far as that. Well, I was talking about this, and apparently I was wrong on this one. I said that the NFL just just goes with the wind wherever whatever everyone's talking about. That's what they're going to do. And apparently not enough people were clamoring for this play to be illegal. So, you know, they're going to line up Fletcher Cox and who else right behind the quarterback and just shove him forward and hey, almost win a Super Bowl doing it. You know what? Stop them. You're a pro. Stop them. If you don't oh. like, if you don't like it, stop them. This game is too offensive heavy for my taste. I I like good defense, and I feel like good defense well, is being outlawed. Well, here's here's the good news though. It's not used very often, even though we saw it. I think quite a bit whenever the Eagles played, and it's I mean it's only like on fourth and one situations. Stop them. I just hate how the benefit of the doubt is always given to the you know offense. What's, you know what's coming though. See that's that's the thing. You know what's coming. They I mean they telegraph that play. So yeah. well, okay. Here's my issue. This this is what it comes down to: is the forward progress rule that I'm upset at because okay. the offense can stack everybody behind them and have a rugby match and yeah. push their guys ten yards forward. But as soon as he starts to take one step back, we all got to blow our whistles. Oh, can't have any of that. We can't have the defense shoving you back. That, that forward progress has go, been a rule in the NFL for a long time. It should go both ways. The defense should be able to pile drive you ten yards backwards if you're going to be able to pile drive your guys ten yards forward. Speaking of the Eagles. They signed uh, right tackle Lane Johnson to a one-year, like thirty-three million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. I did not know this. This is staggering. I understand he hasn't exactly been an Iron Man and played in every game, but this is still amazing. He has not allowed a sack since two, since twenty twenty. Is that good? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. The, the Eagles' offensive line—they've got two surefire Hall of Famers, Travis Kels or Jason, Jason. Kelsey. And um, and Lane Johnson, they yeah. are without a doubt going into the Hall of Fame. They mm-hmm. might be the the two best. Well, maybe not center, but Lane Johnson might be the best right tackle of all time. And they found a gem in their left tackle, Jordan Maialata, who yeah. was an Australian guy playing Australian. He's either playing Australian rules football or rugby and down under, and then comes over here as a seventh round draft pick, probably because he has no experience. Mm-hmm. And finds himself as a starting left tackle in the National Football League. And oh, yeah. by the way, he can sing really well. <laughs> so that's that's just for fun. But they, uh, Howie Roseman, I think, is the name of the general manager over there in Philadelphia. He's yeah. done a hell of a job. He and does a great job. I, I thought Jalen Hurts was going to be one of these 
what's his name? Taysom Hill type players. I thought that that's why he was a second round draft pick. I don't think teams really draft quarterbacks in the second round anymore with the intentions of them being stars. And at the time, that was also. We weren't entirely out on Carson Wentz, but we thought we were kind of getting there. And then he had one bad season, so okay, we're officially done. And then Jalen Hurts stepped in, and he's awesome. It is amazing to me how Carson Wentz's career has spiraled out. Like, he's more than likely never going to play in the NFL ever again. And it wasn't that long ago, if he didn't tear up his knee playing against the Rams in Los Angeles, he was on his way to being the MVP of the league. Like, there was no doubt he was going to be the MVP. He was so tremendous that year, and now he's probably never going to be. He, I don't think he's ever going to be a starter again in the NFL. No, and it wasn't just wins. Like his style of play, his highlights were incredible. He was yeah. doing stuff that oh, he he just he, was, he could escape sacks it, it was like a, a Ben Roethlisberger type can, quarterback. Cannon of an arm, absolutely. And then just I don't know what happened. I think I, one day we may find out that, that, that like something happened. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think like maybe the, I wouldn't say the league caught up to him, but there's something that had to happen. Yeah, we also got some other Eagles news. This was kind of funny, actually. So Ezekiel Elliott put out his wish list mm-hmm. for his top three teams. It was the Eagles, the Jets, and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And the way that it was first reported almost sounded like he had narrowed down, like kind of like high school recruits that they get all these offers and they they narrow it down to their final three and they got all the hats out. Yeah, but then. An NBC Philadelphia reporter, uh, somebody with the NBC affiliate over there, I forget his name, I apologize, but he reported that the Eagles said that they were content with their running back situation, which kind of revealed, oh, Zeke just put out his wish list. Those aren't necessarily teams that offered him, and the Eagles said they were out on Ezekiel Elliott, so oh, how the mighty have fallen. (laughs) That happens with running backs. What's happened with the running back position when I was a kid, they were the stars of the NFL. It wasn't the wide receivers. I mean, it was the quarterback to a certain extent. But it was like the Marcus Allens, the Emmitt Smiths, Bo Jackson, um, Walter Payton, Thurman Thomas. Like oh, they, yeah. they were the big stars of the NFL. And now they've become completely expendable. If You're lucky to get a second contract. Yeah, that's just it's partly the throwing era, partly because of Knowledge of injuries, I think now. That's what nowadays a lot of it is too. But I think the first thing you said is because now it's become a passing league. Mm-hmm. Like with eventually, wide like the way that people view the running back as being disposable is going to come like that to wide receivers too. Eventually, probably because they're going to be like, okay, yeah, you know what? You're not as fast as what you used to be. We're not going to pay you that top dollar amount unless you're like a generational talent. Because there's going to be another five just like you coming in on the draft. Yeah, I, I think that has something to do with it, too. I think just also, as time has gone on, people have gotten smarter about the idea of maybe the offensive line determines how far the running back goes, not necessarily the running back. Now, he has something to do with it, for sure, because he's got to read the blocks, and you got to you got to be smart, and you got to be quick. But The biggest uh, argument has always been, if Barry Sanders had Emmett Smith's offensive line... Mm, what could have... He probably wouldn't have retired as quickly as he did. Probably not. No. We have, uh, oh, Tom Brady, he just became a little bit richer, I assume, at some point. Um, although, you know, people aren't entirely thrilled with uh, the WNBA. But TB12, he's become a minority owner of the Las Vegas Aces, so Jimmy G just cannot escape this guy. He cannot. One way or another. And but I, I was having a little fun with this on Twitter. I go, that's it, he's playing for the Raiders. Basically, yeah. He's coming out of retirement. Jimmy G, I know that you're walking around the stadium. They're taking you on all these tours, and they're videoing you, and you look like you're in awe of everything at the Death Star, but Tom Brady might be playing quarterback for you. Well, would it shock you 
Because Jimmy G isn't exactly an Iron Man either. I don't wish injury on the guy, and that's my team, and I hope he does well. And I think he's a good quarterback. But he's got his track. I mean, he's got the label of being injury-prone for a history, mm-hmm. for a reason, rather. If he goes down, would it shock you at all? Tom Brady, number 12, comes out of the shadows. Oh, they make the call. I can't see Tom Brady being the guy to come in midseason. I just can't. And I, I can't explain it. That's, it was, it's a I don't know. Bad, it's bad on my part for just throwing it out there with zero explanation. But Well, it every, just, everybody's thinking the same. Every, as soon as he said that he was going to be a part owner of the Las Vegas Aces, everybody thought the same thing that I did. That's not, that is not an original thought, I guarantee Oh, no, no, no. I, there were. It may have been an original thought. You just weren't the only one to originate that thought. Good, okay, good point. Fair but enough. Jimmy G, look, they know what they're doing because, uh, you know, now that Derek Carr is the reverse Aaron Brooks, he went from the Raiders to the Saints. I, they have Jimmy G on a contract that's basically halfway guaranteed. So essentially, as soon as he becomes a backup, he could be he could, starts making backup money, which I mean, he'll be kind of an expensive backup, but still, he'll be paid as a low wage starter until he's a backup. Then will be a high wage backup, and so. They are going to be looking to move on at some point. This is kind of like a, a, a make-or-break deal for him. We'll see what he can do in Las Vegas. But well, The Raiders are going to be drafting a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, there's, oh, there's you think no, this year for sure? This year? I mean, I think kind of Definitely depends. Definitely next year. I think it kind of depends on how the draft falls. I don't think they take take one hmm. in the first round unless like Anthony Richardson falls to them at number seven. Might be too tempting for them oh, to take. Oh, are you thrilled with him? Anthony Richardson, yeah. a, a, as someone who can go behind uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and learn, absolutely, yeah. I'd like be a little like a, another Trey Lance, basically. I'd be, yeah, I'd, I'd one hundred percent be okay with that. Who I really I, just just for the jokes themselves, how funny would it be if they draft Hendon Hooker and then you got the Hooker going to Las Vegas? Yeah, the the the, the, headline, yeah. the headlines write themselves. That would be actually be a like great this, idea. this is not the first time a Hooker's done well in Vegas. No, we're not. He'd be doing just fine for himself. And uh, we'll round out the show with this one. Did you see Cam Newton running yes, his mouth on social media? I did. There are 32 quarterbacks better than me. I'm throwing at Auburn's Pro Day, and I'm going to show everybody. So if people get really excited about Cam Newton, well, this is actually part of the excitement of Cam Newton, is that you know the less – well, I don't want to say what I was about to say. But he's showing up in sleeveless shirts. He looks all jacked. That's where he's most impressive is just looking at him because he's a freak athlete. Yeah. Once you you put him on the field, you put him in pads. You have people chasing after him. That's where his body breaks down. And I, I just have no faith that this is going to work out. But he thinks that he's going to find a comeback in the NFL. From how, how many how many offers did he did he get after that? Uh, I've heard of none yet. There you go. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that I haven't heard them, and maybe they've been reported, and I haven't seen them. But I doubt it. Oh, I think if he got an offer, I think he would have had his people leak it. Dude, his body's just so broken at this point. It and is. I, I it, it, you have to have the mentality as an athlete that you're going to be successful no matter what happens to you. And, but come on. And the, the biggest knock against Cam is that he's never been a very accurate thrower. No. And you, in, in, at this oh. day and age in the NFL, you have to be accurate. You have to be. And he just looks so ugly doing it because he just he looks so uncomfortable. I can't even it's, – it's like ugly to see. It's uncomfortable and, because and, it's, it's like, wow, like – and you I have, start holding your own shoulder like that looks weird. Have no hatred to Cam. I'm just stating the facts. Yeah, this is this is the ultimate meritocracy. There's no nothing controversial about Cam. If if people thought that he could play, he'd be on a squad. Matt Berger, I would love to do it again sometime. Absolutely, I had a fun time. That was a that was an interesting little segment that we had there where we just blitzed through a number of topics and I like it. We keep it fast, fast paced. We keep it fun. And uh, Joe Davis will be returning next week. By the way, before we get out of here and before Hockey Sense comes on your airwaves. 
We have a big interview next week. The Chancellor of Colorado University is going to be joining us here on Cover 2. Phil Stefan though. So we got a lot of Deion Sanders to talk about. Deion yes. Sanders is changing the culture of that university. It is now a destination for recruits all over the country. Even if you're verbally committed to a university, Coach Prime is always out there, and as he likes to say, he's not hard to find. So Phil DeCefano, the Chancellor of the University of Colorado or Colorado University, I will figure out which one it is. Uh, he's going to be joining us here in that middle segment next week. Matt Berger, uh, we appreciate you joining us. Joe Davis will be back next week. Thank you all for tuning in to 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com.